This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Ross Dressfulness. You guys, I'm just like on cloud nine right now because I just did an interview with Margaret Cho, the Margaret Cho, which is also the name of her podcast, The Margaret Cho. And Margaret is somebody that I don't know very well, weirdly. And um, I, I would love to know her even better. And she is truly somebody that makes me starstruck and is so important to me and honestly when I was like 16 years old and I met my first queer person my friend Jeff he was like okay first order of business Margaret Cho and so we watched her specials and I learned so much about queer culture and She's just been such a huge part of my development as an adult and as a stand-up comedian. And we've always wanted her to be a guest on the show because she's also been on my favorite TV show of all time, Celebrity Ghost Stories. So we had a lot to talk about, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But I do want to tell you that there's still a few tickets left for the live show that's happening in Los Angeles that is coming up real soon. It is this upcoming Tuesday, which is the 21st of January, at Casita del Campo, which is uh, the Cavern Club Theater, Celebrity Theater even, and it's in the basement of uh, Casita del Campo. We did a live show there already. You guys, I am pleased to announce, in case you have not seen on social media, the one and only Elena Servideo Schwinn will be in the basement the 21st of January. Now, if you don't know who that is, go back and listen to our episode with her. She is truly our breakout star, our ghosted darling. She is 
incredible. Um, but it's going to be really fun to have her down there as well to see if maybe something will happen with her. Who knows? Um, and of course, Alessandra Torresani will also be there, who is just truly, uh, she's a gem of a person. And she told us some incredible ghost stories just a few weeks ago on this show. And she told me she has even more. So I can't wait to see what's going to go down with that. You can get those tickets on the Cavern Club Theater. Or you can just go to my Instagram and there's a link in the bio. It's cavernclubtheater.com. You can get your tickets to the show. I've actually been working there the past few weeks because I've been doing just a little, little tiny little cameos on Golden Girls Live which is a super fun drag show with my drag family and former podcast guests, Sam Pancake, Drew Drogi, um, Jackie Beat, and my drag mother, Sherry Vine, with special guest, Alaska Thunderfuck. And I can't say that we've had a whole lot of paranormal activity. However, the other day I was sitting on stage with Jackie and my new boyfriend... His name's Bo. And we were sitting on stage and uh, there was a breeze that went by very mysteriously. And Margaret has been down there and Margaret had a little bit of a seance down there. And we will be talking about that in the interview. And she also says that she that they experienced a little breeze down there, which doesn't really seem possible in a basement. Hmm. Mysterious. Well. Let's just get on with the show. Here she is, Margaret Cho. That rhymed. You guys, this is one of the biggest days, honestly, of my life. Oh. Margaret, this, I was, I've been doing stand-up since 2012. Ooh. You're the only person I've ever paid to see stand, do stand-up. That's great. <laughs> Which is like, I love it. I mean, I... You you are such an inspiration to me. Like, Ooh. I'm not even kidding you. I'm kind of a little nervous. I'm, well, I'm honored. That's wonderful. <laughs> and I've met you many times, and we have a thousand mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know you're you're a chill girl. Like, you're a down, yes. like, yes. you are one of my kind of people. Yes. Um, and it's just, it's just an honor. So thank, thank you. you for taking the time to of be course. here. Of course. Thank you. Because you're also somebody that I know has had many ghost experiences. That's right. Honestly, since since the beginning of the show, people have been like, who do you want to be on the show? And I'm like, Margaret Cho. Oh. Celebrity Ghost Stories, Amazing. my favorite TV show I ever. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. So let's just talk about ghosts. Okay. Where? When did you first have an experience? Well, um, uh, I'm... Um, Koreans so like the the thing about Koreans is there's a lot of ancestor worship yeah and like if you don't do that then your ancestors will haunt you and I think that it's like kind of true in Asia there's a lot of like ghost realness like people are like oh yeah there's ghosts like it's not even like scary it's just like this normal thing like oh we didn't pay attention to our ancestors and now they're haunting us or like after the tsunami in Japan, there was a lot of people who were like, I see my dead neighbors in the puddles outside or like the cab drivers kept picking up like earthquake ghosts. Like <laughs> It's like, oh, my God, like this very normal I, thing. Wait, I think I heard about that. Like, yeah. yeah, cab drivers in the car. You look back. There's now there's no one there. Right. Yeah. So it, in a lot of Asian cultures ghosts are like pretty natural. And like my mom would always see them. And um, one time. After, it was in 1978, and this was after the um, People's Temple tragedy in Guyana, where 900-something people died from drinking the Flavor Aid with right. Jim Jones. Yes. And so my parents had um, rented the vacant People's Temple in San Francisco for a party. And um, so my mom was like, well, this okay. It's going to be fine. And then... We're we're at the party and my mom kept seeing all of the ghosts of the people like pissed that she was like serving food and having this party. And then she was like, well, I made the mistake. Like (laughs) she shouldn't have had the party there. But it was like this thing of she was just naturally like, oh, yeah, I see. I see the many ghosts. They didn't like it. So like it was like very matter of fact. But not scary. No, it was just like. 
basically she's like, I made a mistake. I had a party there and these ghosts were mad. It was like neighbors. Got it. Like I threw a party and the neighbors were angry. And that sort of attitude kind of bled into like my feeling about ghosts is that, oh, well, they're just there. And you might make them angry sometimes. And just like your neighbors, you kind of try to make nice with them um, because you have to live there. Sure. You have to share the space. Yeah. So the house that I live in now is haunted. I know that um, when I first moved in, uh, there was a couple of things. Uh, There was a dog that had lived in the house and the dog died the day it left. And the dog was 21 years old. And I would see the dog outside in uh, where it used to sit right outside the window of um, the backyard. So I've seen it. And then it's not scary. It's just the ghost loves that house and loves that little area. And um, But just the dog, no other... The, oh, there, there's the dog. And then there's um, supposedly there's... Well, the, another uh, a psychic woman came over to feng shui the place. And she said that there is a woman spirit there who lives there. But I like... I haven't seen her. I know that she's there. I can kind of feel a presence in the house. It's an old house. So there's something kind of... Um, there's something kind of creaky and noisy about it. Um, and then once in a while, there's some activity like, um, I remember I used to be married and, uh, my husband and I got in a huge argument and then he actually ended up leaving. And then that entire night, um, the house was like shaking, lights were turning on and off. There was a lot of like paranormal activity because the house was disrupted by our fight. So it's like neighbors. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I mean, when I was watching the TV show, The Haunting, The Haunting of Mm -hmm. Margaret Cho, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you're with psychic medium Kim Russo who's iconic she's so iconic I love her she's fabulous (laughs) she's amazing yeah and she was talking about um, your big ghost story that I want to talk about but Mm -hmm. she was what she was explaining was the poltergeist activity sort of feeding off of your energy right is that sort of what you think it was it was yeah it it was set off by your energy in this house I think that um, you know it does feed off of aggression You know, I only notice it when I've had an argument or there's some kind of problem, you know, and then there's a lot of aggression and anger. Uh And that seems to uh, wake up activity in my house. Like if I'm having a fight now, I live alone. Well, with my dog. So I don't really sense any kind of disruptions. I live in a kind of a very peaceful like time in my life. Uh So there's not a lot of activity. You know, I don't sense it. And but sometimes like my dog will be like barking at something that I can't see or hear. And that's always like, hmm, I wonder if that's the actual ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's a lady. I've been told it's a lady um, that she lives there and I never see her. It's like a roommate that you never see that works all the time. Sometimes I hear little sure. like walking around the house, but nothing, nothing crazy. Um, when I first moved in, in like 1999, the house was, there was no um, electricity and there was no... Um, Furniture. So I remember like sleeping on the floor with my other big dog and um, I uh, looked outside and I could see these like white figures moving throughout the uh, backyard, but it was really hard to make out. And um, so it seemed like there was something happening that was like sort of appearing visually, but I I couldn't really tell. Every once in a while, I'll have like an experience where I'll see something and then I'm like, is that my eyes playing tricks on me or is that something there? Interesting. But has the dog moved on, do you think? Or the is... dog well that uh the dog spirit, um, her name was Tyler. She was like a uh like a setter basset hound mix. <laughs> so she's I think she's there still still somewhere. So, and also that other dog that was there with me when I um first moved in, uh, he used to put his snout up girl's uh, butt in the shower. Like, he loved to put his snout up a girl's butt. And so he had died a couple of days before my friend came over and was staying with me. And she took a shower downstairs and she was like, oh, my God, your dog put his snout up my butt again and I'm like oh no he died and it was so weird oh no she's like no he's downstairs he put his snout up my butt and it was like it was a funny thing like oh okay he's still here too oh my god that's kind of creepy it's funny it's really funny it's super weird but it's also kind of like 
Well, I could see how um, the energy of him would stay around. He was a very big spirit. Yeah. And so maybe maybe what we're seeing or witnessing isn't exactly like ghosts, but like residual energy from uh-huh. their life. Sort maybe? of an imprint on the house or, yeah, that, that energy, that excitement, that dog, that... I mean, because when you think about energy, dogs are are full of it. So where does it go? It has to go somewhere. Yeah. And maybe it's like or the energy of like the dog really wants to put his nose up this girl's butt. But it's kind of like I'm going to break through the impermeable veil of life and death and stick my nose up her butt. (laughs) You know, it's like a very it's a very interesting thing of like, well, that's what you came to this world to do is stick your nose up a girl's butt. But maybe I guess so. Sometimes, Listen, you know, you have to. We all have our purpose. I know. <laughs> if you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into, whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve. The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Um, okay, can we talk about this celebrity ghost story? Yes. Which, I mean, at this point, it was like 10 years ago. Right. So, sorry to dig up old. No, it's good. But it's... It's a good one. It's a crazy one. So I was living in this house in um, Peachtree City, which is a suburb of Atlanta. And it was a big house. It was like three bedrooms. And uh, it was very, it was like kind of like a McMansion, very, very large and very empty. And I was staying there because I was shooting the show there. And um, it was um, Drop Dead Diva. Drop Dead Diva, yeah. Yeah. So, which is interesting because the show is all about ghosts and, and, yeah. and, and, and past lives and, and new lives and, and, reliving lives and so there's a lot of ghost energy in that show but I uh, was staying there and like there was so much paranormal activity like it was so loud and like crazy that I would actually try to drown it out by playing music and I had a lot of um, guitars there and so I'd play music I would like try to listen to things with headphones because I just was trying to shut out the energy and I would talk to the ghosts there like because it was more than one, it felt like. And I would talk to them and say, look, I have to live here too. So I'm fine with you being here, but just please try not to scare me because that's really that's really rough. Yeah. And I would just try to make peace with them. And it was kind of okay for a while. I just had to sort of deal with the presence of something. But then one time I remember um, laying in bed and something getting in behind me. And that's like the okay. real, the grudge. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. So, how did it start? So, you when you first come in, are you are you do you consider yourself like sensitive or? Yeah, I mean, I'm aware of a feeling of of like whether it's like a coldness in a room uh-huh. or a sense of like there's some energy there that I know exists, and I think that it's like I'll feel it. You know, every once in a while, like I'm staying at a hotel and I'll feel something or I'll dream something and then it feels very real to me. But in this place, it was kind of like, oh, I know something's up with this house. There's something weird about it, but I don't mind, actually. I don't really care. I need to live here. I don't want to move. I'm like really close to set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this is a really practical place for me to live. 
And uh, had you talked to whoever owned the place or whoever you're no, renting it from? No, they uh, were uh, in Europe, I guess. I never really found out the story of who these people were who actually owned the house. Interesting. Um, but it, like the, uh, the, the when I was in bed, something got in with me. And I was like, because I could feel the bed like sink down, Ugh. like with somebody in the bed. And I'm like, oh, no. And you were not facing. I wasn't facing. My back was to the whatever was behind me. It was a big king size bed. And I could feel like somebody get in the bed, like flip up the blanket and get in. Now, does that scare you? That scared me. Okay. Because it was like physical presence. It was not temperature related. It was not a sound. It was like... The, the weight of a body on the bed next to me. I mean, it could have been a person. Like, I don't know. Does that ever cross your mind? Are you in that moment like, is this an intruder? Yeah. Or are you like, this is a ghost? I was, but it was so quiet that it was like, I don't think it's an intruder because I didn't hear the steps coming up to the, you know, and I was awake. At least I thought I was awake. But it was like a, the bed sinking down. And I was so terrified that I couldn't even move until the sun came up. And finally I turned around and there was nothing there. You and know? you stayed up the whole night. I just stayed up. Like, I was so petrified. And then another time I got in the bed again, and then the bed lifted up and then that slammed That part, down. okay. You're sleeping, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I'm in the air. Yeah, but just for like a split second, like the bed like just lifted up. Like, if somebody had picked it up and then slammed it back down. Like, oh that that God. was the sense of like... You know, like it just off off of the ground and slammed down. Yeah. And then again, like it's like maybe I dreamed that, but it felt so real in the moment that it was like I got to get out of here. And so I called the realtor to make arrangements to leave. And then as I was doing that, the garbage disposal started to run without me turning it on. It just started running, and then the oven started beeping. And I'm like, what is that? And then I'm on the phone, like, saying, I got to get out of here. And it's just, like, all this sound, like, erupting from the kitchen. So I'm still on the phone with her. And I, like, ran down to the kitchen. And I went to the fuse box. And I turned off all of the electricity in the house. And it was still going. That is so crazy. It was super weird. And then I'm like, you know what? No. But the realtor (laughs) didn't have anything to say about this? Well, the realtor was like, look, um... The owner said, that's fine. They'll let you out of the lease. It's it's totally fine. You They've probably to... been through this a million times. Yeah, they're like, you can just go. Just go. They're like, just go. Just go. And then I talked to another one of the actors on the show, this guy, very big, you know, strong man. He's like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Like, you know, so he took over the lease for me because he wanted to live there. So the first night he spent there, um, he walked outside and uh, the door slammed and locked and deadbolted, and he couldn't get back in. And he's like, I'm not going back to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then a week later, I came back, um, and I uh, went up to the front door, and the front door, there was a rabbit dead uh, just laying, like, spread out on the sort of the doormat. What do you think that's all about? I, I don't know. I That was really strange. Like, that was like... Um, maybe it got hit by a car, but then why would it get thrown all the way to the doormat? Or maybe it's just kids or whatever. You know, it was really... Either way, that's fucked up energy in the neighborhood. It was super weird. Oh, my God. It was super weird. So when you ended up leaving there, was it because you were wrapped and you didn't need it anymore? No, I left because I was just like, I'm not going to stay in this house anymore. Like, I was like, I can't sleep. I'm too... I'm really rattled by this house and I'm not... I'm not doing this. And so I just moved. But, um, you know, the the way that the realtor explained, she said that this is a hard for me to sort of think about, but I, I, I kind of don't buy it. But she said that the, the house is on the Macintosh Trail, which is also known as the Trail, Trail of, of Tears. Tears yeah. So that there is a lot of residual painful energy because uh-huh. of the procession of indigenous Americans who died on that trail, you know, being forced from their home. And so to me, it, that anytime anybody says, oh, it's it, it's like the, the Indian burial ground, I think that's kind of a racist thing to sort yeah. of like talk about like the, the weird mystery of indigenous cultures and how they're like witchcraft. And, all, and I don't, I'm like, I, I wasn't buying that. Like, I'm like, I don't know, but that seems like that's the, sort of the explanation that she had given me. And then um, Kim Russo said that there was um, a hell mouth that had opened from these kids in the neighborhood that were doing animal sacrifices and calling Satan in the 80s. 
and that they, it's still there. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I buy that a little bit more. Sure. That's, that's what that's what Kim Russo said. I know. That's kind of a cute explanation. So I was like, all right, it's a hell mouth. So I went back uh, for the haunting of, and they, um, the house has been now was in this, uh, the family, the Christian family lived there. And they were like, oh, nothing's going on. It's all fine. But when I went in the house, there was like a breathing apparatus between every in every bed had some kind of like oxygen tank. And also the um, marble counter had broken in half, like the kitchen counter had broken in half simultaneously for no reason, just spontaneously, not simultaneously. And then also simultaneously the... Uh, bathtub upstairs which is like a jacuzzi tub had also broken in half wait wait this was happening when you were there no uh after uh it happened when i after i had left oh okay and then i came back to the house and i saw that um yeah they all had oxygen machines by their beds so they're all sick they all had um yeah they had this the spontaneous breakage of a marble countertop and a bathtub both splitting in half for, I don't That's know denial. what. Isn't that weird? There's some ghosts still there. Some hellmouth that got opened by some There's satanic children. Some satanic <laughs> <laughs> rabbit sacrifice. Children. So when you see yourself on celebrity ghost stories, if you can remember back when this was on, did how did you feel about the reenactment? That's my favorite question to ask oh, people. Um, Being reenacted seems the, hilarious so to me. Funny. <laughs> it's so funny because I was like, that girl don't look like me. But I was like... <laughs> There's, like, there's always oh, no. a lot of wigotry going I know. on. I they like, they oh, throw no. some kind of wig on that sort of looks like you, but not really. I'm like, she has pigtails. I don't think so. Like, it was <laughs> like, that's did. not that I cute. I feel like she had really long hair. She had really long hair that was like in like ponytails, which I wouldn't do. I'm like, that's infantilism. Like, I was like, you're trying to make me so childish. And But it was really funny because it was like, oh, I can see why they were sort of putting her in like sort of hippie clothes. And she's like playing guitar, which... I was trying to do. I was playing instruments in order to try to um, soothe something. Sometimes I think like when you play music, there's something about the vibration that's soothing. And then I had a guitar that was 100 years old. So that that was like, I was like, okay, well, if I play this guitar, maybe this will be soothing for whoever's here. Um, But it was more than that. It was kind of just more of an erratic energy, more of a, a sharp kind of shocking kind of thing that like kind of really wanted to scare me so i do think it was like more poltergeisty than ghosty so you should have played like 80s satanic metal right because that that would have been that would have been better um (laughs) i think that would have helped but it's like uh i i think it's just a funny thing too like when people say like satanic i don't know if i believe in like satanic things either to me it's just kind of like the um uh i don't know uh making something that you don't understand evil, like teenage angst, like right. rock and roll, you know? Yeah, see, I don't know what I believe either. It's really confusing. I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. and so it was a lot of devil and God, and and I don't really know that I believe in the Christian Catholic belief of God. And so right. if I don't, then that means I probably shouldn't be able to believe in a demon or right. a devil but mm-hmm. then what is that i mean yeah there, there seems to be dark forces in this world yeah i don't know though i don't know i mean i think that like what is dark forces is just what we don't know or yeah. what we don't understand or or aggression which i think is dark with anybody or that the devil really is our side of our personality that's really selfish and self-serving which is what satanism is all about satanism is not about worshiping Satan as much as it is about uh, worshiping yourself and Mm. worshiping your own needs above others, which I think is like, well, the Christian belief is we should put other people before us. But in Satanism, it's really, as far as I understand it, it's like, let's put ourselves first, which I think is actually kind of good in a lot of ways. Did you see Hail Satan, the documentary? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you should watch it. Yeah. It came out. It's more, it's about, oh, I get them confused because there's the Satanic Temple. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's the Church of Satan. Mm-hmm. One of them is the Anton LaVey, San Francisco, right. like that situation, which I think is more about worshiping like the devil and that sort of mm-hmm. a little bit. But this in this documentary, it's 
it's actually kind of punk. They're very mm-hmm. just anti-religion yeah. and, and Christianity, you know, kind of forcing itself on America. And right. It's a good documentary. You should check I, it out. I mean, I agree with them. I think that... Um, I think that what what I love about Satanism is that it tries to acknowledge, have the government acknowledge them like a church and have them tax free and let us put our monuments up just like you forced Christianity on us. I think that's really right and it's really fair. Mm -hmm. And I do like Anton LaVey, too, because it's so 60s. It's so San Francisco. Totally. He had a cougar. Like he had like. And all the Jane Mansfield of it all. I love that. I love it. It's so chic and San Francisco and it. It's very 60s. And, you know, he was just um, a kind of a showman. Like he just liked the idea of being a, a, a provoke society, provoke what we sort of think about as our morals. And I like that a lot. When did he die? He died. I think he died in like the 90s. So was he ever around when you were in San Francisco? No. Well, he was, but I never got to meet him. I know his son. Uh-huh. I went to him, went to a, a show where the only people there were me and his son. And oh. it was for it was for uh you were performing no 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 it was we were going to see another band but it was funny because it was like we were the only audience members but it was fun it was a fun show and uh he's very uh he looks like anton levey he's got like the shaved head and he's very much like like the he, image of his father and he, does he still keep the family business alive I think so i yeah. think that that it's still you know kind of it, it is like a family business and it is kind of there's two factions though there's like him and then there's the Temple of Set, which is also San Francisco based. And it's like a satanic um, kind of more of an order, but it's more like kind of combining all of these religions like Zoroastrianism and like um, all all of the sort of satanic things and like a sort of pagan beliefs. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of crossover. Interesting. Yeah. I love the, the thought of it being sort of a mom and pop business. It yeah. is. It is like a family business. And it is also, um, it's just, I, I like the way like satanic stuff looks. Like I like black metal, like Norwegian black metal. And uh-huh. I like the idea of like um, heavy metal. And like I like the way it sounds. I like the way the imagery, um, the makeup, it's cute. Yeah, I, 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 um, I'm very well. I'm very fascinated by it, and I think that it's very misunderstood. And I think that even practitioners or people that want to be a part of it misunderstand what it's about. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, or like, I think a lot of people murder people in the name of the satanic church, or whatever, you know, over the years, there's been these people where I'm right. like, I don't necessarily know that that's what they were going. I don't for. think so. Like I, yeah, like Richard Ramirez, like exactly. he wants you to say you love Satan, and I don't think that that's actually the right interpretation of what Satan wants. I think Satan wants you to be like. You know, he wants you to take care of business. He wants to take care of you and put you first. Satan is like, it's kind of a symbol for like self, like um, self-determination or where you're like the most important part of the mm-hmm. the world. And so, you know, I think that there's something really important in that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about, this is a story that's come up twice on this show. Selene Luna's bachelorette party mm-hmm. at Casita del Campo, right. which is sort of a home away from home for me. And it's where I'm doing my second live show on the 21st of January, and we're going to have another psychic down there, and we're going to see what happens. But mm. there was a seance that Selene yes. did, which I love, yes. for yes. her um, bachelorette party, and you were right. there. Yes. Did you, can, did you experience any paranormal activity? Yeah, I think that we really felt it. Like we felt like the chill in the air. Um, it was more it was like uh, more temperature mm-hmm. and more like a breeze coming through, which is impossible to feel a breeze down there because it's underground. Where so, would it come from? Like where would it come from? It was weird. There's no windows, so there was a weird a sense of like movement in the air um, and a cold energy inside. And you know the. Um, the legacy of the place is that it's um, the uh, busboy who was murdered there. Yes. Well, I found it. I actually found an L.A. Times article that mm-hmm. it was a burglar that came in and he had a gun, I believe, and he shot a server that was fine, that mm-hmm. didn't die. But a couple of servers subdued the burglar. And by the time the cops came, the burglar was dead. And oh, there was okay. No... It was the burglar who yeah. died. Yeah. Yeah. So that it was... Um, and I guess that it was like... 
you could see why uh, that would leave an imprint because mm-hmm. if it's like somebody who's coming in to rob the place, there's already the aggressive act of that, and then getting you know killed doing it. That's there's a lot of imprint in the air. I think. Uh, so Lenny said that. They asked him what he wanted, and he said, Margarita. <laughs> so that that's what she heard on like some kind of voice box machine yes. situation. Yeah, the EVPs. <laughs> I love the EVPs. It's a very, um, it's a very, to me, that's like the most scary thing. Yeah. You know? Have you ever heard a ghost speak? Um, I mean, I've heard it like, like, bang things and rattle not so many voices i've seen things more than heard them in and, and then the things that i've heard haven't been voices that's just like more like the um clatter of of like whatever it is or like um i have these old moroccan like men- metal lanterns that will shake so that's so it, it. it seems to be a lot of poltergeist activity around you yeah. which i don't even know if that I I don't even know that that's necessarily connected to a like if that ever was a spirit to begin with like it's right. sort of an energy yeah um so I guess maybe you wouldn't hear so many voices yeah it's never like a attached to the person the one time I did hear a voice was uh, driving I used to live in Beechwood Canyon and there is um a uh, tunnel under the canyon that you can um access one point of it on this one little hill that kind of goes sort of under Gower. So I was driving on that street with my friend and it was the middle of the night. We were looking for the access point of the tunnel and uh, we stopped and we looked to the left and there was a statue there that looked like um, it didn't, we didn't know where it came from, but it was like a statue of like a Virgin Mary that was just there. And then we both looked at it And he was driving. We both looked at it through his side window. And then I heard a woman scream. And I screamed. And then (laughs) I was yelling at my friend. I'm like, why did you scream? Why did you scream? And he's like, I didn't scream. And it was like a, a scream from like... I don't even know where it was from, but it was the weirdest thing. So um, don't go looking for that tunnel under Beechwood Canyon. No, you never <laughs> want to hear a scream out in the canyon. No, it was really scary. Do you want to hear some ghost voices? Yes. Okay. It's time for EVPs or EVPs. <laughs> okay, so you already know about EVP. So here's what I do. Usually what happens is I'll just search for uh, EVPs on YouTube. But I actually got an email from a listener that sent me some EVPs. So I want to listen to him because this uh, listener, his name is Seth, and he is a psychic medium. Ooh. And he actually predicted the boyfriend I currently have. Oh, he cute. sent me. He sent me a message a couple months ago, and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, he gave me this description. He's like, he's coming. He's going to be your boyfriend. And he's not my boyfriend. I love it. And all it. of a sudden, he appeared out of nowhere. That's great. So thanks, Seth. You legit. I see okay. you. Okay, <laughs> Seth. Um, so, Seth, uh, you could find Seth on whitelightparanormalinsight.com. And he... That group services southwest Washington to Portland, Oregon, and surrounding areas, and their mission is to assist the living in recognizing and validating what may be paranormal activity and to help find a resolution to the best of our ability. Whenever possible, we also strive to assist those entities that may be in turmoil—I can never say that word—turmoil or unrest. So I think that's that's a wonderful approach. Yeah. so here is from an, a paranormal investigation that they did at Kenton Station, which has a haunted basement in Portland, Oregon. What do you think they think this ghost is saying? Sounds like a little girl or something. It sounds like a little girl. Um, it sounds like she's saying nobody passed away. Nobody passed away. Here's some options. Okay. Is it A, I've never seen Castaway, (laughs) Tom Hanks, maybe she's never seen it. B, she knows that I passed away. C, do you know who's casting this? Maybe it was like an actor. I don't know. Yeah. It's very Hollywood. Yeah, that is. Not very Portland. Yeah. Or D, is it just, not really anything. Mm. 
I think it was pretty clear. The real answer is pretty close to what you said. It's she knows that I passed away. Mm. Yeah. That's that. I mean, it's always scarier if it's child. I know. What is with that? What do you think? Because it's um, when children die, it's the death of possibility. And I think mm. that's the one thing for the human experience that's really hard to accept mm-hmm. is um, when possibility is removed. Because life for us is all about possibilities. Sure. So that it's all that potential. Is yeah, potential, lost. lost potential, which I think is the greatest tragedy of if you sort of boil it down. That's always the greatest tragedy. See, but to me that makes it sad. I don't I don't know if the the scariness to me as I think that they're just little and they're they're like It's like forever cursed and dunced in interview with a vampire. Yeah. Well, and also I think their innocence is like like you know they say if you see a baby rattlesnake like that's more dangerous right. because they'll just strike you. Right. They don't know any better. Exactly. It's almost like that maybe with a a child ghost. Mm-hmm. Like cuz I I don't think that they know that them being see-through and going la 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 la, la. like yeah. that's terrifying. It's, it's so not super cute. Scary. Yeah, it's not cute. It's like really <laughs> scary. But it's like kind of like this thing of like um also it you know it's just kids are creepy. They are alive or dead. They're freaking scary. That's what it always comes down to for me. Like if you're yeah. creepy on earth when you're dead, that's yeah. even yeah. Yeah. Like if someone crawls into your bed and you're not expecting them, right. I don't care if you're alive or dead. It's creepy. It's fu- fucked up. No, but like that's really like the grudge too. Like the grudge is like that little boy. Uh, uh, yeah. There's a new grudge out in theaters. Ooh. Grudge 3. It's so scary. When that first came out, like all the J-horror really gets me in a really like a place where I'm really unprotected and that like mm. soft underbelly. Yeah. J-horror is like, to me, like the scariest stuff. Wait, that actually kind of reminds me. I Do you know Kim Chi? You know Kim Chi, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, she's a good friend of mine. And we, she was on here and we just spent the hour talking about uh, Korean creepy folklore. Right. Do you know much about like... Um, the if you see a woman with a red surgical mask mm-hmm. and if she takes it off, I think her face is like like she doesn't have like it's like a, a smile that's all the way yes. across. Yeah, that's like a thing. Um also there's a, I think it's a bathroom ghost. Like if you're yes. like in the bathroom and you're on the toilet and there's like a ghost that'll come, like don't talk to it. Don't talk to it. Just ignore it. Just just be on the toilet just and do don't your be business. but that's what um my dad, um, when he was a little boy he um he was digging an outhouse with his um brothers and they found a dead body they found a skeleton of a soldier who had deserted so uh, they would like do stuff with the skeleton to scare like the other people in the family. Just, it's now it's just a toy of now theirs. Now it's just like fun. finders keepers. I mean, that's just like that's like so goth. That's they were like actually they're they're pre-goth. Like, they were like so pre goth. They were like using the body to like scare their sisters. Amazing. When the sisters would go use the bathroom. Oh my god! It's so crazy. You have a cool pre goth dad. <laughs> um, but see that those stories of like the bathroom ghost and the lady of the mask, like those are kind of just like folklore, right? Right. I mean, right. Because that's what we talked about that. Like, how many people actually have reported it? But I guess they would be dead. Who knows? Maybe that who knows? person I mean, that was on the toilet that became a skeleton. Yeah. There was a toilet ghost. Who knows? And that's how they became a skeleton. Right. Okay, here's one more EVP or EV, please. This is from the same haunted place. Maybe it's the same ghost. Right, it sounds similar. This ghost is booked and blessed. She is getting busy. I don't I can't make it out. I know. Here, I'll give you some options. Okay. Is it A, it's fucking tight in here? <laughs> B Let's get it started in here. Maybe it was a Black Eyed Peas fan. Remember that mm-hmm. song? Let's get mm-hmm. it started. C, this stuff is right. Or D, I think that's Titus Burgess. <laughs> I think that's Titus Burgess. I think that's Titus Burgess. <laughs> Wait. Let's just say I think it's Titus Burgess. <laughs> I like that. It's they believe it says it's fucking tight in here. Mm. Well, 
I don't know what exactly she's referring to. That's like in San Francisco, there was this house that um, is like old Victorian that they were remodeling and they found the coffin of a little girl and that had died, I guess, in the Victorian area. And she was perfectly preserved, like no decay at all. Oh, my God. Like really pretty. Wait, does that happen? (laughs) I don't know. But that's also like a weird thing, too, when there's like an incorruptible, an incorruptible body, like when they're like perfectly preserved. That's super weird, too. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, you were also on um, Hollywood Medium with Tyler Henry. Yes. Yes. And Robin Williams came through. Right. Well, he um, had come through the wall because there was uh, this thing. um, I had an old record of his. Um, reality what a concept his his lp and then it was in um another room on the wall and tyler like was pointing at the wall saying that he was there but you know tyler had never been in that room so that was interesting interesting yeah i mean i think that that that's like a definite like you know his spirit is it feels palpable like because he was such a great spirit in life yeah that his energy would come through i think uh-huh um, Do so, you yeah. feel him around? I don't, but I think that, like, uh, I think maybe in San Francisco when I go, because I, I remember places where I'd see him and he was around. Um, I did an event with his family last year, and there was a sense of him, yeah. you know, in the room. And, and you know, we, we were talking all about that kind of stuff. So I feel that presence. Um, there's another... My best friend um, for 40 years, her name is Jerry Lawler. Actually, um, Lucia, her middle name is Lawler. She is named after Jerry. Jerry died on um, January 28th of 2019. So I definitely feel her around Uh in a very strange, disruptive way that is, um, is hard. Because it's like, okay, well, here's somebody that's like, really close to me who's dead Uh and i definitely feel like a sense of like okay there's something coming about this like the energy around this that is going to manifest in something and you know i don't feel like her spirit is at rest because her death was pretty uh difficult Mm -hmm. and um also she was somebody who was so alive so that that's something that's hard yeah sorry to bring it up yeah yeah (laughs) sorry it's it's hard to um it's hard to think about, you know, like when you're really close to somebody who dies. This is the first person that I've been this close to. Yeah. Who's dead. And, and you know, it's really, it's something. It's quite uh, jarring still. Yeah. And so maybe it's also my own grief and trying to put it to purpose somehow. Totally. Yeah. No, I think that it's. I definitely have people like that in my life that I I just know are with me. Mm-hmm. And especially in moments where, like, if I'm about to perform for some some kind of scary show that's just a, a lot of people or some mm-hmm. kind of big deal or something, I always just kind of take a moment backstage and I feel them and I'm like, I feel good. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's very comforting. It's very comforting. Mm-hmm. I think that it's something that um, can certainly be, uh, yeah, a comfort. Um a good thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, there's a good way to to approach that. Yes. Hey, let's talk about what you got going on. You're touring. Yeah, I'm always doing shows. I'm actually headed up to San Francisco uh, to do Sketchfest. Oh, fun! So yeah, that's, um, that's happening, and uh, that's really cool. Um, I'm going to do some music from. Uh, I play with this band like once or twice a year, so I don't really do music very often these days, but. This band is really special. They're called the Red Room Orchestra. So I'll be um, singing some uh, David Lynch songs uh, from David Lynch movies and also Amazing. from P.T. Henderson movies. So, yeah. And cool. uh, your podcast, The Margaret Show, the Margaret I'm obsessed Show? with. Yes. So um, that's every, what is that? It's every Tuesday. It comes out. It's on the Erios Network, but you can get it on anywhere you get podcasts. But uh, yeah, we have lots of fun guests. You should come be on. I would be honored. You'd be great. Well, what I like so much about it is that you have... Two people every episode, one person that everyone kind of knows mm-hmm. and then someone that you're kind of introducing the world to, which yes. I love that yeah. you do that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's great because I'm so, I mean, I, I'm so lucky that I get to know so many 
talented people. So it's really nice to have that uh, option, you know, to, to sort of introduce people's voices, which is great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. This is a true honor. And um, that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you. See, what did I tell you? Margaret Cho, I can't even believe it. I know. I kind of wasn't myself. I was that interview. I feel I'm a little self-conscious because I was like fangirly. My heart was pounding, which is just it's so weird because, again, she's just she's just a cool, cool person. And so I'm just I'm just crazy. But, you know, it's fun to be a little starstruck sometimes. I will be doing some shows coming up that I'd like to tell you about. I'm going to be hosting Ross Matthews' Dragtastic Bubbly Brunch in West Hollywood at Rocco's on the 8th of February. I will also that night be doing my stand-up show with Sam Pancake at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. We took off January. We're coming back hot in February, and it will be at 9 p.m. That is the 8th of February. You can get your tickets on hollywood.improv.com. And, oh, even before then, this Sunday, which is the 19th, I'm going to be in Oxnard doing some dragtastic bubbly brunch. And then, you know, the 21st, of course, you already know the live show is going to be happening. I also want to give a shout out to Jim Harold, who's just truly paranormal icon. He has been paranormal podcasting since the early days of podcasting, and he has many podcasts, but I was fortunate enough to be a guest on the Paranormal Podcast hosted by Jim Harold. So go give that a listen and subscribe to his show and support him because he is someone that's been doing this for a long time, and I have so much respect for him. And welcome to anyone that heard me on there. I welcome you. Okay, if you have a ghost story, here's what you do. Rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can leave your ghost story there. Or you can go to our Facebook group, which is called Ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. You can also find me on Cameo, Roz Dresvelez, Instagram, Roz Dresvelez. I have a Facebook page, a Twitter. I'm everywhere, Roz Dresvelez. Guys, I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Avenue, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.